Okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Simply Digital Marketing Podcast. Today, I have been joined by the incredible Rebecca Andrew. So she is a financial advisor and planner. And if you want to check her out and find what she's saying today really interesting, then go and visit her Instagram, which is Rebecca.com. J.Andrew, I highly recommend her and I know you're going to find her points mega, mega helpful today. So we thought it would be really helpful for you all to go through financial planning, not just now within the craziness that is lockdown, but just generally into the future and what might be the new normal. And earlier on, we were having a quick chat about how you can plan your personal finances as well as your business finances and I am not going to lie, I am terrible with it all and she's already given so many helpful hints and tips which we will go over again. So I don't know whether you want to kick off Rebecca and introduce yourself and what you love, what you do, Oh, of course. Hello, everyone. Thanks for um, tuning in, as they say. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, thanks so much for that, Amy. I'm Rebecca, and um, as Amy said, I'm a financial advisor and planner. Um, I'm based in Cheshire, and I live in Bollington. Um, and when I'm not planning people's lives and business, um, I'm usually out running uh, around the hills of Cheshire um, so and or when I pre-lockdown I'd be with my boyfriend usually traveling um, in our camper van for weekends away so yes part of my main financial planning goes towards funding those weekend trips and uh, holidays so each to their own um, how about yourself Amy what are your key financial plans for this year? <laughs> A house. We're renovating our house at the moment and I know many of you follow me on Instagram so and if you don't it's the Femtrepreneur on Instagram but also on Facebook but we bought a house in September last year that completely needed gutting. It needs absolutely everything doing. Um, so slowly but surely we're working our way through all of the different rooms and that is where all of our money goes. I don't know if anyone's watched the Money Pit film. <laughs> but that no, is exactly I, I can relate. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely relate because uh, my boyfriend and I have done exactly the same as you guys have. I think I'm right in thinking that you rented out your old one, didn't you, as well? Is that yeah. right? Yeah, and renovating yeah. and living in. So we're in the exact same position and I know even with all the best financial planning, when it comes to renovations, um, the contingency pot always needs to be a little bit higher, doesn't it? <laughs> Just add on 20% to everything. <laughs> No, and do you know what though I feel that it's a proper rewarding process though I don't know about you like I do think there's something to be said for starting something seeing it kind of come to fruition I think it is a very satisfying process as hard as it can be at times yeah it's so bizarre isn't it because we've been doing room by room and the rooms that we needed to do first so we did the bathroom and the kitchen first um and then we did our bedroom and as you finish each room you literally like a jumping for joy i've never been so excited about 
yeah picking carpet colors and, yeah and light fittings you kind of think your 25 year old self would be rolling their eyes at you and like that's what we were ta- I was talking to a friend yesterday about the exact things that you know what you really now enjoy and get excited about like the bank holiday Monday got up at half four so we could go running whilst it was cool to the highest peak in Cheshire like my 22 year old self would not be thinking like that at all was interesting or cool in the slightest but you know it would be all about how much booze you can drink yeah (laughs) what did he call it adulting I think that's what we're doing now isn't it I don't know (laughs) what's next once the house is finished have you and Elliot got any kind of like rewards or kind of plans in place to kind of celebrate (laughs) (laughs) no do you know what we're really bad at rewarding ourselves and actually that's a really interesting point because I was listening to actually it was a YouTube video yesterday or possibly the day before about even just in business when you've achieved something even on even on the day or you've achieved something of the week what do you do to reward yourself? And I was thinking, I don't. I constantly just look at the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And no one, and I know there's probably a lot of people that do the same. Or you think maybe it's not enough, you've not achieved enough, so you can't reward yourself or whatever it is. So yeah, we need to definitely think about what we're going to do. I mean, I it's think, difficult, I isn't think- it? With- I think you're so right and it's something I've been a lot more mindful of and mainly since as well so um, in my community there's a group um, and it's called Next Gen Planners and um, within that group we use Slack to like communicate with each other and kind of share ideas, share um, top tips, you know whatever your concerns might be it's a really good place to kind of communicate with other planners but one of the main threads that I love the most and that I think has been a game changer for me is Friday wins so each week you go in and you post something to celebrate about you know the week that's gone by and I think even if it's only small it does make you focus on what you've achieved as opposed to focusing on the things that most of us focus on which is oh sugar I've not done that I need to do that next week it just makes you stop for five minutes and think I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back for actually getting through those little tasks yeah um so yeah I would highly recommend some form of reward system for yourself whether it's a you know a takeaway or a nice holiday you know how far you want to go with it each to their own but um I think it's really important and I think it just you know it's an excuse to celebrate why do you need one sometimes yeah exactly god I mean if if I had the choice it would be to go on holiday I think somewhere hot somewhere at the beach by the sea that would be lovely. But well, I suppose uh, your honeymoon was very sadly kind of cut short. So you probably are, desert, you know, you need that extra few days, I think, on a beach, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. God, that seems like a long distant memory now, two and a half months ago. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it, how quick? I can't believe it'll be June next month. That, for me, no. is quite scary. And no. as someone who planned out her year quite meticulously in January, um, you know, I'm not going to deny that those six-month targets haven't quite been met due to some unforeseen uh, circumstances. Yeah, but, and you I know, think that's it, isn't it? You can't, you can, you can plan, and we definitely should be planning, but you also need to not beat yourself up if you haven't 
met those goals sometimes and yeah I know I'm I'm terrible at, at doing that but actually sometimes you need to just look back reflect what have I achieved and you've probably achieved an awful lot yeah and I do it every month so at the end of each month I reflect on kind of what what I wanted to get done what I have got done and if I haven't got done what my priorities are for the following month then it just helps me keep focused and you know the one thing I did do when this all kicked off at the end of March was really change my focus for April because April was a for me, you know, as I'm sure most of the people that are listening here on this podcast, business is the main kind of focus um, for most people. Um, but I actually changed my goal to just be um, kind of more about self-care, more about letting things go, more about kind of just relaxing, letting, you know, because I thought there's no point trying to get myself stressed about something that at this moment in time, very few of us have control over. Um, But having said that, the one thing I am talking to clients about, despite the fact that we have obviously got limited control on some of the bigger things at the moment, is trying to focus on what you can control. And I think that does help. Yeah, I think that does help your mindset because it stops you then, I think, your thoughts spiralling out of control and worrying about all those kind of unforeseen, the what ifs, the should I do this, should I do that? And what a lot of the planning, you know, the plans that I've been doing with clients are focused on is those main, that what what kind of control and and what's important to me right now. Because I think what was important to me in January just due to the way the years unfolded isn't as important to me right now um you know and I've had a shift in mindset as well as a shift you know kind of externally because of all the other factors that we've had to face over the past few weeks and months um but I think that's absolutely fine I think it's okay to like you said just almost not necessarily wipe the slate clean but just take a step back and think you know, I am where I am. What, what now, what now is the next right step? Does that make sense? Yeah. And it is just about taking that little step forward, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, So that you get yourself back in momentum again, because everyone has been going through these changes and they're going through mindset changes and they're going through what they can do and they can't do. They've got family priorities. They've got, children they need to take care of as well as businesses to run and something's got to give. So I think the fact that we've been allowing ourselves that time and I know a lot of people have, and that is absolutely the right thing to do. But now is such a good time to think, okay, right, this is what it's going to look like. We're now starting to come out of lockdown. What can I do? How can I do it? What are my numbers? And all of this kind of stuff, which is why it's perfect that you're on the call now or, podcast and yeah exactly and do you know what knowing your numbers is key and as much as it sounds boring and sometimes it can be a bit of a headache you know it gives you such a like for me anyway I think it and for the people I work with I know how satisfying it can be because it gives you a sense of security reassurance and confidence in yourself because I think a lot of the time and many business owners I speak to, especially if they're in the infancy of the business, you know, within the first couple of years, and yeah. some of this, you know, things are still a little bit unpredictable. 
they are often asking themselves, can I afford this? Can I do that? How much income should I take? Should I invest in that? And that, that in itself is taking them away and taking energy out of actually doing the thing that they enjoy, which is obviously the reason why they, you know, they set up the business in the first place. So knowing your numbers is really helpful, not just from a financial perspective, but also from a, a mindset perspective. So yeah. in terms of practical tips, there's quite a few things that people can do, which may seem quite basic. Maybe people who are listening already do these things, but it's something that, you know, I think is a good starting point for anyone. And especially whether or not you're employed or you are running your business, I do think you should have a list of all your personal spends. So, you know, month on month, month by month kind of what that looks like and also kind of I do a spreadsheet with my clients which takes them through all the things that sometimes we forget about that we spend and I know at the moment probably people's spending habits are a little bit different to what they normally would be but the spreadsheet kind of includes all your typical fixed costs you know your household bills and then it takes into account things that we forget about which are the takeaways the cash withdrawals the um, beautician you know the kids clubs or whatever it might be and I would, I would try and ask people to do that to look at the monthly and annual spend because often we do have costs which only crop up once a year that we forget about that if we're not budgeting for can sometimes then take us by surprise can't they um, yeah. and then the same for your business you know if you've got a business I would say you need to do the same for that so look at where your costs are now and try as far as possible to project for the next six to 12 months what your costs might look like um, because again it just helps you see okay so if I know my monthly costs before I do anything of a thousand pounds you know then as a business owner how many sales you need to do or how many um, courses you need to sell or how many new clients you need to take on board but if you've not got that basic understanding it's very hard then to know what you need to focus on or kind of you know what is enough to survive compared to thrive if you don't know what your kind of benchmark figures are so I would say first and foremost as a basic write down what your current expenditure is yeah and we were talking about this earlier weren't we and I, I'll be totally honest with all of you I did not track my finances whatsoever my personal ones or my business ones I knew roughly what was going out every single month um, and I knew roughly what I needed to bring in but it was never a firm figure in my head it wasn't something that I checked um, so therefore I couldn't plan I couldn't then think well actually if I do more podcasts or if I do more YouTube videos or if I do more Facebook lives whatever it is I can then spend a little bit more extra money to promote my Facebook ads. I, it was always finger in the air and it's definitely something that I need to do more of. And I started tracking daily <laughs> what my spent expenditure was, what was going out, what was coming in. Um, and I have to say, like, I thought it was a complete waste of time because I just couldn't, I didn't see the point in it. I didn't understand why I was doing this. I didn't feel the benefit. Um, so I think that's what I really struggled with. So then I stopped and I just found my, even though it was only five, 10 minutes of my day, 
I then just stopped doing it because I thought it was a complete waste of time. But you were saying earlier, weren't you, that actually if you're not connected to it, you don't think about what's important for you and where your values lie and where you want to take your business and you're not planning it properly, then that, that of course you're going to find it frustrating because you're just plugging in numbers onto an Excel spreadsheet, which is, just means nothing to you. Yeah, if your money has got no purpose, if it's not exciting you, then like you say, those types of um, like those processes will seem a little bit kind of laborious without any real benefit. And, you know, it's something I talk to massively about with my clients, whether the personal clients or business clients. So, you know, if it's a business, it's your vision, your mission and your values. So, and the same could be said for your personal living as well. What is your vision, your mission and your values? Why are you doing what you're doing? And most of the time, although money is not the end itself, it's usually a means to the end, isn't it? Whether it's buying another house or going on holiday or having flexibility. But if your plan has not been created to enable you to achieve those things, then like you say, it's quite hard to get excited about doing something when you're not really seeing or connecting to the priority. And, you know, talking about what's important about money to clients it has been a revolution, I think, for some people because they've never given themselves that time to actually sit and understand why it is that money is important to them. And I know a lot, of, a lot of us would be like, oh, of course it's important. We need it every day to spend on this and buy this and pay for this. And obviously, yes, there's the, the basics, but money actually plays a very different role in people, in every person's life and people's relationship with money, their experiences as children or as a student, you know, for me personally, you know, the amount of debt I got into as a student has been a hard hurdle to overcome, so, yeah. you know, in the impact that that had on my spending habits and my relationship with money when I started my business. You know, it was crazy and now I look and I think why didn't I ever question where some of those habits or those beliefs had come from but yeah. you don't do you yeah and you know what I find all of this so interesting because I I've got money blockers as well and um, I know you didn't touch about blockers but it was it's just my attitude and my mindset around money is is definitely something that I want to improve and that I'm working on um so yeah just where where I value spending money but also am I worthy of money as a British citizen we're often not that great about talking about money either I find it's quite a taboo subject that kind of thing as well comes into it um the other things that come into my mind as well is that money doesn't make you happy so all of these things as you grow up you get taught and it becomes part of your belief system and therefore it starts playing out in your life but actually that could be that could be why you aren't getting to where you want to get to in your in your business um but also we talked a little bit earlier about what your personal values are around money versus what your business values are around money and again they could be conflicting as well so my personal values around money um, if I was like living the dream, 
it would be able to be doing whatever the hell I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it, traveling all over the place and not worrying about anything. So probably being quite frivolous, I suppose, in my personal life. But then in my business life, I'm like, oh, no, I can't spend anything. I need to be really careful with my money. I need to be secure. I need to make sure all of this money is coming in. (laughs) So there's massive conflicts there. And it's so true. And that often is like, you're not alone. Like most people want that stability in the business where they think each month they're going to have a regular income, whether that's through being employed or self-employed, you know, we all want to think that there's enough income every month that we're not having to worry. Obviously, sadly, that isn't the case, but there are measures that you can take in order to provide yourself with some security. Um, again you know with appropriate planning and little things you know from a from a practical perspective um again just simple things like having multiple business accounts i would highly recommend that you know that's something people consider doing so that they have you know all their everyday money for their business coming in and out of one account they've then got um, a separate account for their tax whether that's personal tax or business tax if they're limited and then a third account maybe for their business savings their investments the things that they want to you know say for going forward and then they know then what profit is there each month that they can then take you know an income so even little things like that provide stability and security because you know then that any money that you're extracting from the business is profit and you can enjoy so then if we then flip it from the business okay I know my numbers in my business I know I've got then a thousand pound a month to enjoy let's say personal spend and then you can decide how then you want to allocate that thousand pound personal income towards all those things that you've maybe just mentioned, as well as making sure obviously, you know, the roof is staying over your head. But and sometimes, you know, encouraging people to enjoy their money can be hard if they've been quite kind of if they've come from a frugal upbringing or quite a scarcity mindset. And I was in that position myself because things were so tight when I was a student. So letting go and enjoying money can be quite hard. And so um, something I've done with certain clients is just having a fun money pot. So each month, you know, X amount of money has just been put into that pot. And that's for them to enjoy, no questions asked. And they can do so knowing that all those other elements we've just discussed are taken care of. So I know it, it... obviously having control is important but it's also about knowing that all those values all those things that are important to you are taken care of in the first place um but what you've just described as well between conflicts can also appear as couples like I often see that as well like we'll have one couple that's a spender one couple that's a saver and that too can cause you know conflict in the relationship yeah or even just what they prefer to spend their money on, I suppose, because some people like me love to spend it on memories and, and experiences, whereas other people prefer like flashy, flashy cars or nice clothes or a lovely handbag or whatever that looks like. And that can be challenging as well. Yeah, and it can definitely. And, you know, in my opinion, everyone should be able to enjoy spending their money on what they want to. At the end of the day, I would never want anyone to feel guilty about what they enjoy. Um, Obviously, you can see when people are being a bit negligent, 
but like you say you know if it's their hard-earned cash they should feel you know that they can enjoy spending it on the things that they want to but what yeah. I think as couples is really beneficial is having some form of mutually agreed plan so whether that might be okay we both keep our personal um, accounts separate but we have some form of joint account whether that's you know for everyday money or for savings that are focused on the things that as a couple they've both agreed are important mm -hmm. so then hopefully it takes away some of that conflict when maybe one person's spending more on one area of their lives than and that, that another um yeah. it hopefully then allows for some kind of balance in the relationship and everyone feels on a bit more of an even keel with things so i have a question for you so planning is I, I am a bit of a numbers person and I really like to think about things of X plus Y equals Z. And I do like to like work out bits and pieces for my business and all sorts in my life. But planning my finances absolutely terrifies me because it might mean um, actually I can't do what I want to do with it. So you sort of get, I suppose for me, I get a little bit like, oh, I don't want to do it because I just don't want to know. So, and I know there's probably a lot of other people that feel that way. So how, like, how can you just move past that and just get on with it? Because ultimately, it's going to be the way you grow your business, right? Absolutely. And I think you're right. And sadly, there's many people like you who know that they probably should be taking better care of their numbers, but are almost a little bit scared. Um, or you know i've had people that shame themselves quite a lot about money you know if they've got into debt previously or they think they should be further forward in their career than they are than they currently are they think they should be earning more money than they currently are because all their friends are and they want to have the things that maybe people around them have got that they're not yet enjoying yeah and that in itself you know takes a bit of time to kind of break down and work through and it is something I try and talk you know through with my clients to understand what's maybe preventing them from wanting to move forward yeah. and as we know there's kind of two driving factors isn't there there's kind of a pain and pleasure that usually stop us from doing something yeah. and then the overriding factor is fear as we know it but from a from a practical perspective um like you've just described i would highly recommend sitting down and deciding what you want your life to look like and if yes the numbers aren't giving you everything that you want right now you've got to have an honest conversation with yourself and say yeah i can hear you oh all of a sudden oh. i've been able to hear myself i think play back <laughs> about that folks if you started getting uh, <laughs> me echoing there um you I know, didn't hear it. oh it must have just been my microphone then um, <laughs> i would you know and i would start at the top so if you know each month what you need to um on a business level and a personal level um you can then work backwards so you know if you think right okay i need to earn fifty thousand pounds this year in order to pay for all the things that are important to me okay then what does that look like in terms of sales 
and then where you know what activity do I need to focus on in order to try and give me the best chance of actually bringing in that net profit or you know those sales but if you don't know where you are now in my opinion you don't know then where you need to be so you could be actually in a better position than you think you are um, but because you're not giving yourself that time to actually assess your current situation you know it, you wouldn't get in your car and drive to a destination without knowing where that destination is and it sounds simple but that really is kind of the crux you need to know where you want to go and work backwards from there in my opinion anyway yeah so if anyone is starting new or maybe they're starting afresh how do you plan that sort of thing how do you work that sort of thing out if actually you've got no idea what is going to equal what and i think yeah you're right a lot of people it, it is a guesstimate at first and you know that is the way it is i think most of us know what our personal spend is so if we want to make sure and again i suppose it depends how they're going to approach it so if like you just said you want some security a person may decide that until i'm confident that my business is generating enough income to provide all my personal expenses i'll work part-time i'll do it at the weekends i'll work it in the evenings some people just think sod it i'll jump straight in and deal with the consequences you know again and that all comes to mindset and personal preference um, yeah. But I would try and at least understand what your personal expenses are. And then you've got at least a starting point. And for the rest of the expenses, do your research. You know, if you know you're going to need probably a particular software, how much is that software going to cost? If you know you're going to need a bit of equipment, how much is that equipment going to cost? How often am I likely to have to replace that equipment? If you know you're going to try and target a particular market, have you tested that market? Have you tried to see what the going rate is for that particular service or that particular product? I think it's all about kind of doing your research to try and give you the best possible realistic idea in terms of costs. And yes, things might change, but at least if you've got some idea, you can then focus on that. And as obviously your business grows and as the months grow, you can adjust obviously your expenditures or you know your, your savings accordingly if you know that you're going to have to start setting aside money for you know, I think as people's business grows, then the normal question is where to invest their money or how to invest their money. And that, again, is a tricky question to answer if you don't know what your basic costs are or where you currently are. And I think also, because that's the other thing that I found is I, to start with, I didn't know where was the best thing for me to invest my money in. And was that a website and getting someone to do it for me? Was that Facebook advertising? Was that um, creating my podcast? Was it buying my lighting and my photographic equipment for all of the videos that I create? I didn't know, I didn't know really where to start. But actually when I worked it all out and worked out what I needed to do in the very beginning, that, that was almost my basic business costs. So I ended up taking, just kind of going back to your comments around debt, I freaked out when I took out my business loan because I was like, I don't want to be in debt. 
I was the same as you at, at, at uni and I was living like on credit cards and in my overdraft and it was so stressful just paying those back and I just hated having them over my head. And then when I was about to take out my business loan in order to buy all of those basic things really to get my business up and running, I got so panicked and stressed about it. But actually what I've learned since, but I'm going to put my hand up and say, I'm still not totally over it because it doesn't happen overnight. It, um, having debt isn't a bad thing as long as you can pay it off. And again, that then becomes a cost that you've got to factor in that you've got to pay that off each month. So, um, yeah, that was just my story around that. And I don't know. You, you, you're entirely right and I do think obviously you know talking about debt please whoever's listening don't take this as ad advice this is just purely guidance debt yeah. can carry a lot of emotional triggers for certain yeah. people some people aren't phased by it some people aren't and like you I've had to accept that debt in my business is a different thing because it's actually an investment so my personal rules I'm not saying this is the rules for anyone else but my personal rules are when it comes to spending on my businesses I now really only invest in things that I think I'm going to get a return from and whether that means it's going to increase my sales or it's going to develop myself so for me now if I'm spending money on those things I'm comfortable with that because there's a purpose behind the money. I don't go into debt because I think it would be nice to have a shiny new thing, um, you know, that looks nice, that isn't actually going to serve the purpose. And I think a lot of this can come down to, I mean, I don't know, have you ever written your own vision, mission and values statement, Amy? Have I? Not formally. No, no I've played around with it, but no and I think if you do write that you then can each time this crops up shall I invest in this thing if you go back to your vision mission and value statement is it going to do is it going to complement or take you further away from what's driving your business and the yeah. same can be said for your personal spends if your vision is by the end of this year we're going on a family holiday okay is these two let's say takeaways this month gonna get me further closer to that vision or further away from it and i know that's a really basic kind of example but often people sometimes over like the the look over the basic stuff that could actually add a lot of value so yeah when it comes to investing sorry going back to your actual question in your business I think you've got to be really confident like you've said that you are aware of what the costs are going to be what the interest rate might be how you're going to repay it and have you got a plan in place to repay that debt and is investing in whether the, it's equipment or a course going to enable you or further improve your business position and obviously as a consequence hopefully allow you to pay that debt off without any trouble yeah now that all of that has been so incredibly helpful i've just tried to summarize it and for anybody that didn't hear the beginning of the podcast or maybe rewind and check it out if you hadn't heard it properly if you were doing something else but it was so helpful because Rebecca was talking about how you need to properly plan your finances track your finances 
know when if you're getting even when you're getting into debt it's for investment purposes and have I have I missed anything I don't no, think so like you say and I think understanding what's important to you what's what's the reason that for your business you know what is it that that you you do value most when it comes to money security freedom you know whatever it is I think when yeah. you understand that it'll help you to get excited about the planning process yeah yeah no that is it is so true and it just it make it helps you tie back to your finances as I was saying I wasn't when I was first tracking it and it really helps you then get excited about the numbers rather than scared about them or bored by them <laughs> which is definitely something I felt definitely and now if you know that there's going to be something exciting at the end of that you know six months 12 months 18 months however long it you know it takes you, it's nicer to look towards something um, and you know build for the future yeah definitely and guys if anyone wants financial coaching or planning definitely get in touch with Rebecca via her Instagram so it's rebecca.j.andrew I I will be and have been both in personal and business and it, it is so helpful to really help you work through what's important to you where you're at where you want to go where your partner's at where your business is going everything so I would highly highly recommend it and thank you so much for coming on it's been a pleasure. So that's it guys make sure you subscribe and share if you have found this really helpful have a great week